This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning to you. You made it to Thursday. I am in awe of those of you who are already awake and processing information at this hour. Or maybe you're still awake. West Coast, left coast, Hawaii, Alaska. Uh, That would be more my style. In fact, I prefer to remain on a West Coast schedule simply because I'm a night owl. And when I walk in the door downstairs at, I don't know, sometimes it's just after midnight Eastern time. Maybe it's 1230, something along those lines. And the security guard says to me, good morning. It, it feels very jarring. Jay, do you respond good morning or hello? How do you respond? I usually just say hello and wave. But every morning, yeah. Every night, I mean, good morning, good morning. Yeah, to, yeah. it's very odd. A little bit. In fact, there are people, and again, it just all depends upon your perspective. There are people who will post on our Facebook page or send me tweets The show hasn't even started yet. Now, granted, we are in the Eastern time zone in New York City, which is where CBS Sports Radio is located. And so, yes, when we go on the air, technically it's past midnight. But because we're we're talking primarily to a West Coast audience when we begin, it's not their morning. And so it's, you know, it's really important when you do a network show, a national show, to keep time zones in mind and recognize how the audience turns over. But because we are located in the eastern time zone, there are people who will who are working overnight, who are driving, maybe they can't sleep, and they will send messages that say, good morning at 1 o'clock. Just, what? It's not morning? <laughs> I've, I've been awake since 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's not morning, right? It's, it's nighttime. I don't know. It's just... It's all about your perspective. You. But there are people that wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, whether it's Eastern time zone. My mom's husband, he gets up really early on the days that he goes to the office. He does a hybrid schedule now. But on the days he goes to the office, I mean, he's awake before 5 and getting the dogs out and taking care of them. And so there are a lot of people who do early, early mornings. This is likely the case in many big cities, but I just know it specifically because of New York traffic. It's so funny when people say, Jay and I find this highly amusing, when people say to us, oh, well, you you drive into the city opposite traffic. What? There's no opposite traffic in New York. There's just traffic all the time. Never stops. Never stops. And so when we leave the city, and I I leave a little earlier than Jay does, uh, mostly because of Penny, but when I leave and I bust out of here, and I get to the Lincoln Tunnel, which goes underneath the Hudson River and takes me to New Jersey where I live. At 6.05 in the morning, 
There's already a 30-minute backup to get into the city. Minimum. Yeah, minimum, true. If there's an accident or something else going on. Yesterday morning, and I don't know what's happening this week, Jay and I were fit to be tied. Bumper-to-bumper traffic in New York, in New Jersey for me anyway. Jay lives on Long Island, so he stays in New York. But, yeah, it's, my gosh. It's definitely a, it's a, trying to think of the right word. It's a misnomer, there's a there's a good word, that driving in big cities at odd hours means that you are solo. <laughs> I mean, it's just not, it's not true. No. And even if there are fewer cars on the road, which doesn't always happen in big cities, well, then you have construction and then you have whatever. You just have all kinds of delays for other reasons. And so I dare say a lot of you around the country, part of the reason that you wake up as early as you do, especially on the Eastern time zone, is because you want to get to the gym, you have to take care of your pets, or heck, you have to catch mass transit so you get a really early start, or you drive. Uh, And I think since the pandemic, at least again, I can only really base my perspective on New York, uh, which is the worst traffic in the history of the world. But I know for sure that fewer people use mass transit now. And so because of that, there are more cars on the road. There are a lot of issues with mass transit in New York City. Um, It's reliable for a lot of people, but it's also kind of scary at these hours. And so for that reason, more and more people drive. So traffic is now above pre-pandemic levels to the point where they're about to start hiking up the tolls and instituting new tolls just for driving in New York. It's not to come into New York. It's not to get across the river, use the, the bridges or the tunnels. No, it's just to drive in the city. Did You're you about see to, what they just did to, this I, week? No, I don't even want to know. Do I want to know? Well, it doesn't really affect us in our hours, but they just hiked up the uh, meter prices pretty significantly in the city just on Monday. That's the only benefit to working our hours is that we don't have to pay to park. Right. If you know where you're going. I mean, you, yes. it, right. If you Fact. know the city and it takes you a bit to figure it out, to find out where the free parking is. But where we are in lower Manhattan, we can at least park for free. So there's that. Unless, of course, you put your car on the wrong side of the road and then you at get two a, in the morning. A, a big Ridiculous. ticket. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so all that to say, we know there are a ton of you who are already in your cars, who are already commuting or you're getting ready to do that. And uh, we, we can see the patterns on social media. Uh, I just know based on, like I said, traveling and, and recognizing that more and more people live farther outside of big cities, which means their commutes take longer or they want to get up and at them into their cars and that applies to Bob. He goes into work a lot earlier than what you would expect just so he can beat the early morning traffic and then be out of the office before typical rush hour. We come up with all these tricks as humans, but then the problem is everybody else starts doing that too and then you're in the same boat. (laughs) I've tried to do that with the GPS where I see a heavy traffic area and it tells me to go around. Sometimes I'll just go straight at the way because I feel like everyone's looking at their app and everyone's app is telling them to go around. So you know what? Maybe it's just better to go straight and keep it on, keep it going. Even when it, even when it tells you plus 18 minutes for an accident, just testing that theory. <laughs> not, not sure yet. Not committed to it yet. No, no, no. <laughs> on Twitter, a law radio just got this tweet from a Browns fan. He says still alive in survivor Island. Okay. Jay, how many people are left in survivor Island? About a hundred. Really? Yeah, about 100. Now, see, I would think at this point it becomes easier. I could be wrong, though. If you picked the Niners last week, you were SOL. Or if you picked the Eagles last week, right? Probably yeah, if you picked the one. Bills against the Giants, you were sweating it out. Like like me, yeah. 
Oh, goodness. Was that your pick last yes, week? Yes, it was. You're still alive? I'm in. Jay, you haven't mentioned it. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm still there. Is it the only survivor pool that you entered this year? Yeah, only one. Okay, gotcha. Only one, still alive. Uh, I've played against my favorite team the last two weeks. Hasn't been great. Damn you, Jacksonville. I was out week number three. That was, that was, mm. I, I mean, it's half of what I went last year. I think I got to week six last year. I've never think, made yeah. it, never made it past week six. Jay, I'm, I'm rooting for you. Actually, maybe I'll root for this Cleveland fan. He says, you help me process information. Thank you for everything. Well, you're welcome. There you go. Don't we give away after hours swag Absolutely. for the sole survivors on Survivor Island? All right. You're still in the running for the swag. It's a tough week this week, though. Looking Is at it? it. Looking at it early. It's Is a it? tough one. We will come up with the after hours game of the week on our next show, of course. You all love that. And sometimes you're flat out wrong, but that always makes me giggle. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that I say. I haven't said it yet this season, but it's so true. When you make predictions, the NFL laughs in your face. All right. So on Twitter, on Facebook, good to connect with you. Love you. Uh, any of our interviews that you haven't yet heard, like Cynthia Freeland, who gave us, uh, gave us a great preview of Eagles, and Dolphins this Sunday night based on some of the cool stats and trends that she processes through her mathy brain. Uh, she was awesome. We also talked about the Lions. They've got a big game on the road against the Ravens. This is why I have to go grocery shopping on Thursday morning so I can be in place for not just the kickoff to week seven, but also a doubleheader in Major League Baseball. Why? Well, because the Phillies and the Diamondbacks are in Phoenix. And now we know... We will at least go to a game five in the ALCS because for the first time, the Astros struck first in their series against the Rangers. Here's the 0-1. In the dirt, kicks to the right of Heim. Here comes Alvarez, and he will score. And the Astros lead 1-0, their first lead in the series. Scherzer delivers. And that is hit sharply past Youngin in the left field. Tucker scores. Dupont around third coming home. He will score as well. Maldonado racing for second. The throw in the second to slide. Maldonado was out, but the two runs count. This one's clubbed. Left field and deep. Going back to Varus. Still going back. Still going back. It's gone. That's how you do it. Left center field for Altuve. Six rows deep. Four nothing Astros. And it's Altuve's turn. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks on Astros Radio. Yeah, Max Scherzer was strong in the first inning. Had a couple, if I remember correctly, it could be wrong, but a, a hit or an easy inning, easy air quotations, but also had some pretty demonstrative strikeouts. But the Astros desperately needed this one. They needed to be able to make some noise, and Scherzer... Uh, He had a weak spot, and that was his slider. And so they were able to get to him in innings two, three, and four. Meanwhile, Christian Javier, who's been a bit of a revelation the last month. Uh, We talked with Steve Sparks earlier in the show. He joined us from uh, Dallas. I think he said his hotel was in. Uh, So they're they're kind of spread out all over the place because the broadcasters and the staff can't fit in the same hotel as the players now (laughs) because there's such a, a, a large traveling party in the postseason. Anyway, he just said, and this is how he... Describe Christian Javier's season. He was bad. (laughs) He was bad in the second half of the season. And so he gave us kind of the behind the scenes what was happening. He was working hard. The pitching staff, the pitching coaches were working hard with him. And then he found a nice groove. 
And so his last four starts have been quality starts. He's been really good. Took a no-hitter into the fifth. He lasted five and two-thirds, only gave up three hits and a couple of runs. And after that, the Rangers started making a little noise, a little something-something. Javier at the belt and to the plate. There's a swing and a drive to right center field, chasing Dubon back. He's at the wall. He leaps, and it is history. It's in the Ranger bullpen. Josh Young goes the opposite way and gets the Rangers back in it. It's Houston 5 and the Rangers 2. On Rangers radio, yeah, Josh Young actually had a pair of home runs. And there were a couple of moments where you could see the game was either going to break open in favor of the Astros or the Rangers could potentially make a rally. But, you know, we talk about pitching. We talk about offense. Can't forget about the defense. This ball is drilled deep out into center field. Laoti going back. He's on the track. He leaps, and he makes the catch. Laoti Tavares says to everyone, you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. He takes a home run away from Jordan Alvarez and keeps it a 5-2 game. What a play. 2-2. That's hammered deep to left center field, headed toward the gap. Brantley racing over, and he runs it down. What a catch by Michael Brantley. Deep left center field that goes into a tumble on the warning track, holds on to the baseball. Inning over. Boy, can you believe that, Brantley, out of nowhere, a flash. Tumbling onto the warning track in left center field in the catch of the year for the Astros, thwarting the Rangers' chances here in the sixth inning. What a play. Again, on both Astros and Rangers radio, and it was Rangers first, but I I, I flipped it. Uh, you had a couple of really impressive catches. One with a leaping grab up against the wall, and then another diving, tumbling grab out in the deepest part of the park. So, Immaculate! <laughs> that makes me happy. I get off the bench or off the chair for defense. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Jordan Alvarez with a big game, and the, the Astros... A lot of times we'll go as he goes. I mean, he's one of the reasons why they have gone to seven consecutive uh, ALCSs. And obviously he wasn't with them for the 2017 run or the couple of seasons after that. But he's helped to bridge the gap. I mean, he's one of the reasons why they've had, I don't want to say it's seamless, but they've had a transition from the original Astro team that won that 17 World Series and a lot of the guys have turned over. I mean, we know George Springer's been gone and Carlos Correa. I call it I called them the core four going back to 17. Bregman, Altuve, Correa, and Springer. And you've seen a lot of pitchers come and go. There's only four guys left on that original roster from 17, but they were able to bridge the gap to this next era because Jordan Alvarez is amazing. He's a beast. That's what Steve Sparks called him. <laughs> it's it's yeah, it's awesome to see him and he certainly was able to get some success there early and late so it padded the lead in the 7th and ultimately the Astros because they get out to that early lead, they're able to protect it and it comes against Max Scherzer who gives up 5 runs on 4 innings and you know, hadn't pitched in over a month. Did that have something to do with it? You might be able to, you know, isolate a few pitches here and there uh, in terms of execution, but uh, in general, I thought I'd, you know, 
locate the ball pretty well for for a layoff. Um, but this is the postseason. You, there's no excuses. You either win or you lose. And tonight we lost. He also said he wasn't going to be too hard on himself and did give what seemed like a few excuses. I wasn't on board with this decision. This this really made me nervous for the Rangers. I get that he's Max Scherzer, and I get that he's got a World Series ring and Cy Youngs and what we call the bulldog mentality. He's Mad Max. But his last few playoff appearances have been the complete opposite of what we saw from him earlier in his career in the playoffs. In the prime of his career, yeah, you trot him out there. And 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 he was Justin Verlander. I mean, the, the two of them were very similar in that regard, which is why they were able to go to other teams and help those teams win rings. But we did not see that from Max Scherzer last postseason or now this start against the Rangers. Remember, he wasn't on the ALDS roster. I just, I didn't like this. 36 days off. I know he did a simulated game, but I wasn't feeling it. And Bruce Bochy didn't criticize him a ton. Just that you give up five runs in four innings, and now it is a stress on your bullpen as well. Of course, on the flip side, give credit to Christian Javier, who allows just the two runs. And, yeah, Bruce Bochy was kind of focused on his performance. He's tough. You know, he's got the, he's got the fastball, that just, the riding fastball that just rises a little bit, and hitters have a tough time. I mean, he's been thrown well in the postseason. We knew that coming in. We had our hands full, and uh, he pitched well for him. He's got uh, good stuff, and you know, he's got the off-speed pitches to go with it. But that's it's a tough fastball when you haven't seen it. They got a really good staff. Javier threw a heck of a game tonight. Um, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're not going to go out there and score seven runs every game. Um, You know, I think that was probably our first little scuffle there. Um, Scuffle. And that's just baseball. True. And let's be, you know, let's be big picture about this. 
The Rangers won seven games in a row to start the playoffs. Did you think, did any part of you think that they were just going to run the table all the way through? Maybe you did. Maybe there's some Rangers fans out there that thought that they did. I didn't love the Max Scherzer move. I know their offense can cover a multitude of sins. I get that. But not a huge fan of this move. And now, see, the issue is they have to play two more days in a row. And tomorrow is a pretty quick turnaround. Oh, wait. Are they the late? They're the late game. Never mind. It's a the 24-hour turnaround. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Jose Altuve, this is amazing. 100th playoff game coming up tonight. Whew. We had had this conversation last week. And in fact, I got so much traffic on social media with this question. Really no right or wrong answer. It's just a matter of opinion. But what's more impressive? Five consecutive AFC championship games at home, which is what the Chiefs have accomplished. Or seven straight appearances in the ALCS. And a lot of you wanted to point to the Astros and the cheating. And I get that. I understand. It tarnishes the accomplishment for you. But considering there are only four guys left from that team... Different manager, different general manager, different a lot of things. It's pretty impressive. And Jose Altuve is one of the carryovers. And now 100 playoff games with the start on Thursday night. Great conversation with Steve Sparks, actually. You can hate the Astros, but he always gives good intel because he's a former big leaguer himself. So I asked him. How do you approach a Rangers lineup that is extremely potent? I liked his answer. And also, what gave the Astros the staying power? Because, again, it's not the same people. There's a couple of people. Just Justin Verlander. I wasn't even bleeping here. <laughs> Although, to be honest, he only missed a couple of months with the Astros, so he has been with them. So, I guess if you're looking for constants, certainly Justin Verlander, except for the one year in which he had the Tommy John, right? And he was gone. But, I mean, he came back better than ever. We fought. Grinded. I wasn't even here. <laughs> it's his inflection that makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> Seven f- time. All right. <laughs> Jay hates him, but does appreciate oh, yeah. his locker room celebrations. Oh, come on. Okay. Who do you dislike more, Max or Justin? Oh, Max, easily. Easily. Not even close. Easily. What about James Harden? Do you feel the same way about him? Mm, not great. <laughs> I'm a Nets fan as well. So. Jay harbors grudges. But uh, it's 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 funny. I, come on, it's funny. It's it's funny for me to uh, hear them through Jay's eyes, and sometimes his face when I bring up athletes, his face crunches and contorts into all kinds of interesting expressions. It does. It does. That's why we only allow him to turn on the microphone every now and then. <laughs> Words might escape that we don't want on the air. <laughs> okay, let's see. Roger Goodell. Uh, said this earlier, his job is not in jeopardy. He's got job security. <laughs> and he's still a stiff. No, I shouldn't say that. He talks like he's a stiff. But you know what? The NFL pays him handsomely to run interference and to deflect and to be ex- as vanilla and boring as possible. He does that so well, doesn't he? Even when he's in his basement and drinking alcohol on the night of the draft. Oh, I don't know if he was. It's a thing. People believe he was drunk when he was emceeing the draft during 2020. He was loose that night. He was loose. Have we seen him loose like that since? I'm not sure. Loose lips sink ships. Isn't that a... He was loose. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) 
like it. My stomach's growling. It's it's not loose. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I will miss the interaction I have with our fans over these three days. It's a draft tradition and one that I genuinely enjoy. Let's hear from you right now. Oh, come on, guys. You can do better than that. Let's go. Australian, come on, let's go. Come on, you guys can do better than that. All right, keep it coming. Wow, even the virtual boos are good. Yes, I can hear you from my basement. (laughs) This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You know the classic insult for sports radio listeners or people who are sending nasty tweets, trolls essentially, they live in their parents' basement? Well, what does that say about Roger Goodell? He was trolling fans or trying. It was awful. I mean, well, the draft itself was really successful. Actually, people enjoyed seeing the draft picks. Like, that was the draft where Joe Burrow was selected number one overall, and he was sitting in a room just with his parents, if you remember correctly. But... There were so many other draft picks that were hiding <laughs> dozens of family members and friends behind closed doors or whatever else. And it was really cool to see the emotion and the reaction. Uh, and actually, the draft got huge ratings. I think over the course of the, the few days, there were 50-something million viewers for that draft, uh, even though it originated from Roger Goodell's basement. And he had a jar full of, what is it, M&Ms or Skittles or something? And he had a red cup or, you know, like a, he had himself a cup. And I'm telling you, all the guys that I work with insisted that he was, he was drinking adult beverages. I just watched it again. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying he wasn't. So <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, he has received a contract extension from the NFL that will take him through 2027. So he's already under contract through 24. And now he's got another three years, which, by the way, will carry him past his 20-year anniversary as the commissioner of the league. And, and he's got big dreams. We didn't really talk about that. Uh, you know, it's a three-year extension. Um, you know, from my standpoint, there's still a number of things we want to do as a league. Um, it's not my agenda. As a matter of fact, when we talked about the long-range plan, we talked about this is your long-range plan. This is our long-range plan. And it's a, listen, there are, there are a lot of challenges out there, um, but there are also a lot of opportunities for us. And we're focused on how we make the NFL better every day, how we become a global sport. Uh, I think some very exciting things are happening in that context. Um, and I feel really good about where the National Football League is today, but um, we don't, we don't sit around and tell ourselves that. We, we really sit and we really focus on what are the things we need to do. Okay, so a couple of things. He was asked routinely, or repeatedly, excuse me, at the fall meetings there as he was doing this press conference, the fall meetings, the owners meetings taking place in New York on, on Wednesday. He was asked multiple times, will this be your last contract as commissioner? And he said, I have, I have no idea. I just It's a three-year deal, so here I am. Um, and, and he started in the league under Pete Rozelle. He was an admin or something like that. It's sometimes an intern under Pete Rozelle going back years. And if I remember correctly, Rozelle served for almost 30 years. So there's Paul Tagliabue, 
Uh, he was in the position for a while. So here's Roger Goodell, who will bypass his 20-year anniversary during this contract. And people want to know whether or not this is it. But he's obviously not going to answer that question. And I don't think the NFL owners have any desire to change leadership, not with the way the league is making money hand over fist. So think about it. Last year's revenue, $18.6 billion, billion dollars, up a billion from the year before. Part of that is because of these lucrative new deals with YouTube and Amazon, not to mention brand new broadcast deals with some of their partners like CBS, Fox, ESPN, ABC, blah, blah, blah. So there's this influx of new money under Roger Goodell. His stated goal, and I know this from years ago, is to get the NFL to an annual revenue of $25 billion. And they're getting closer and closer. There's labor peace, right? So they signed a 10-year or they ratified a 10-year labor agreement, the collective bargaining agreement, whether or not the players like it, it's it's ratified and, and there's no changing it now. Two teams have sold for record numbers just in the last year or year, I guess a little over a year. The Broncos for $4.65 billion, And then the Commanders blow that out of the water and sell for $6 billion. He successfully engineered the ouster of Dan Snyder without making it too acrimonious. I mean, Snyder was not happy, but he left because he knew he was going to get voted out. As the CEO, essentially, of the NFL, Roger Goodell has got these owners making more money than they did before, than they'd ever done before. And he doesn't want to talk about legacy, and he doesn't want to talk about the future. Yeah, he's not interested. Right now, he's just doing his job. If I was focusing on my legacy, I wouldn't be standing in front of you. I wouldn't have signed an extension. My job is to be commissioner of the National Football League and do the best I can. That's what I'm going to do. You guys can decide legacies later. That's not what I'm focused on. I'm focused on what we've got to accomplish as a league. I know that a lot of people would tell you he's the most hated commissioner. And you know what it boils down to a lot of the time? People think the officials suck, and they blame that on Roger Goodell. (laughs) Or they don't like the discipline he hands down. And now he's changed under the more recent CBA. He's changed in terms of the scope. He's no longer judge, jury, executioner, if you will. Uh, So his power is mitigated. But yeah, people really hate the way he's handled. And I have absolutely criticized the way he's handled some disciplinary situations, including ones that that pertain to domestic and family violence. So I know there's enough to criticize. But do you know why he has job security? Because the ratings and the viewership on TV and streaming continue to increase? Because the NFL is the envy of every other sports league in the world? I mean, even Taylor Swift is a fan. That's definitely job security, right? If Taylor Swift is a fan. Now you've got your product linked to the number one entertainment commodity in the world. So, yeah. Roger Goodell's doing a job that the owners can be proud of. And I don't think this is a co-winky-dink either. Flag football became the centerpiece of the Pro Bowl last year. I suspect that the NFL and just the sports world in general had an inkling that flag football would be ratified as a new sport in the Olympics. So now you've got Roger Goodell looking like he's ahead of the game because the NFL's already started to include flag football. No, not on the field during the season. But flag football is their kind of all-star performance or all-star game. And now it's part of the Olympics. And you've got guys who are campaigning openly to be included for Team USA. 
Flag football has been growing dramatically here in the States, but as well as internationally. Um, it's brought young women into the sport and given them a chance to play, which I think is incredibly valuable uh, to our future and rewarding. Um, and so I, I think now to put it on that stage, the Olympic stage, is, um, is really putting a, a sign of approval and a seal of approval. And, uh, and frankly, it's going to be a stage for, that I think a lot of athletes are going to want to participate in. Well, he is right about that. There's already a ton who are campaigning. We've heard from Micah Parsons and Tyreek Hill and, and others. I just think it's unfair. Instead of having international teams, we might just need to break up the NFL and, and have them do red, green, blue, purple teams. Maybe they can do the live draft like the, N- the NBA does for its all-star because there aren't enough players or flag football athletes in other countries to compete with the best of the NFL. I guess they have a few years to get ready. 2028, right? You've got time. Start practicing. Start your flag football practices now. <laughs> Who's going to guard Justin hold Jefferson? open tryouts. <laughs> well, you asked a good question yesterday. Who the hell is going to quarterback right. any international team? There's not one international quarterback. And no. Every quarterback in the NFL is going to be better than and anyone else. Even if there are some, let's say, international college quarterbacks, the best of the best are in the NFL. And if they want to play, well, then you're kind of SOL. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, too bad. So sad. Although I, I would like it to be competitive, I suppose, I guess. Jordan Mailata is going to be a good lineman for Australia, <laughs> for right? Australia. <laughs> there you go. Uh, oh, rugby players. What about, oh, no, it's flag football. Never mind. Yeah. I was going to say, they're really strong. They could actually tackle, but it's flag football. Decent thing. idea, though. Convert them, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Cricket. Cricket athletes. Like a, a million-dollar arm kind of thing. <laughs> oh, it'll be fascinating, to be sure. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. On our Facebook page, too. Good morning. A lot of you waking up and sending us messages. Good to hear from you. Jacob says he's been in his parking lot for work since uh, 30 minutes ago. Ow. Ow. All right. We've got the AFC version of QB News. Might be a little truncated, but your updates on Anthony Richardson. Your updates on Deshaun Watson. A lot of injured quarterbacks. You are listening to the... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, 
You deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it lost? Oh my goodness, it's lost. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Back from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup got it. Touchdown, LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep for Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown. Yes. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown, Kansas City. Hand off to Eckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. Yes, it is. If you missed the NFC version, we gave you updates on Justin Fields and Daniel Jones. And now it's time to talk about other injured quarterbacks because that is a major theme going into week seven. What in the NFL? It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Let's start with the latest on rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts. Anthony will have season-ending shoulder surgery. Um, Just you know, going through that process and talking to all the doctors, um, getting as much information as we could. Uh, this is the best thing for him uh, and this franchise moving forward uh, so we can get him healthy uh, for next season. You take a guy at fourth uh, overall, a uh, tremendous competitor, uh, great player. Uh, the longevity of him uh, needs to be at a premium, so this is the best thing for him moving forward. I know they're thinking long-term. He's their investment. They do believe that what they've seen in him is enough to show them that he's the guy that they want to run the franchise. And think about the number of quarterbacks they've been through recently. So it's important. The number four overall draft pick, he had the AC joint sprain. um, But now they've decided they're going to go ahead and do the shoulder surgery to repair it and make sure he's all set to go. And that came from the top in Jim Ursay. So Gardner Minshew. The job is yours. Oh, my goodness. We could count the number of quarterbacks the Colts have used in recent years since Andrew Luck retired, but it would take too long and the show would be over. So let's move on. Deshaun Watson, also not ready to play this week. Between Deshaun, our medical team, uh, everybody's on the same page. Understand that we're working through this injury. Um, Like I've told you before, uh, you know, we'll continue to to be careful and, and safe and make sure that when he's ready to do his job and he has all of his uh, ability in terms of being able to throw the football, when he's ready for that, we'll have him back, back out there at practice. Uh, but we're uh, going to continue to treat that thing day to day. It can be any day. It can be tomorrow. It can be Sunday. It can be two weeks from now. I'm, I'm not even sure. You know, I'm just, like I said, it's day to day and I'm following, you know, the steps of this, the medical team. And, um, you know, when that time is, is ready, then I'm going to go out there. I can't put a timeline on on anything right now. He's got a strain to the rotator cuff on his throwing shoulder. So for Deshaun Watson, did not practice Wednesday, has already missed two games, and actually hasn't fully practiced since late September. So it's been almost a month, which is kind of tough. But teams got to keep playing. I mean, right in the mix there in the AFC North. I don't want to get out there and be, 
hesitant throwing the ball or anything like that. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to put myself, you know, first in this situation. I'm going to put the team first. And the, the best situation right now is, you know, P.J. going out there um, and, and performing like he did Sunday to help this team win. Well, and what a coincidence. The Browns and the Colts battle in week seven in Indianapolis. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. On top of the AFC North, it is the Baltimore Ravens. They've got a big game hosting the Lions this weekend. I am all about it. Can't wait to see how those two teams do against one another. And, you know, the biggest challenge for the Ravens so far has been their inability to capitalize when they're in the red zone. I say we have a little miscommunication here and there uh, that I believe we're going to fix. And hopefully this week we start um, showing we can put points on the board in the red zone. It does not help you if you go up and down the field and you get into the red zone and you cannot punch the ball in. And that used to be something that this team was so good at because of their their prominent run game, because of Lamar and his dual threat abilities. Um, But they had to settle for six Justin Tucker field goals against the Titans last week in London. Now he's good for it, but come on. That's a hard way to make a living. One for six in the red zone for the the Ravens last week. So they're going to need to do better than that against, you know, a early MVP candidate in Jared Goff. And they could probably put points on the board. In the AFC North, the Steelers get back to work and they get Deontay Johnson returning to the offense. And Kenny Pickett's excited. Experience and route running and understanding of our offense and what we want to do. Um, you know, I feel like another guy that if he's one-on-one, he's going to win for me. Um, you know, does a great job in all areas of, of being a receiver. So it's awesome to have him. Let's see if the Steelers come off their bye and can incite hope and and great anticipation among the fan base because I've heard a lot of grousing the last couple weeks about the offense again. So it's Ravens 4-2, and two, Steelers 3-2, and two, Browns 3-2, and two, and the Bengals back-to-back wins. Still really spotty, but they are now 3-3. Three and three. Ooh, Week 7. Are you kidding me? How does that we happen? We want them to be fat and sassy and spoiled. I missed Mike Tomlin. Uh, the Baltimore... No, no, not Baltimore. Well, Baltimore Ravens and Buffalo Bills have the same record. They're both at 4-2, and two, but a lot of questions about Josh Allen and the Bills offense. Remember against the Giants last week, they did not score until the fourth quarter. It comes down to us executing and, and making sure that, you know, I'm on... I'm on task and making sure that I'm trying to guide this offense in the right way and um, making sure I'm making good decisions and it starts with me. So that's that's number one. Jay, are we on task? Are we on point? Are we on task? We are on fleek. We're on what? Oh, no, not that again. <laughs> We're How old on is that? Fleek. I haven't said that in a long time. I know, time. but I remember we had an entire discussion about whether or not that was something that the cool kids say. And then when I, I use the word hip, my nieces tell me, Amy, Auntie Amy, don't ever say that. Don't ever say hip about don't anything. Hip. I don't know. Apparently it's uncool with with the millennials and Gen Z. Yeah, not hip. Don't be hip. Hip is unhip. Right? Dislocated hip. <laughs> oh, ouch, that hurts. Uh, Mike McDaniel dares you, dares you. To call Tua Tagovailoa a system quarterback. My answer to that would would be who the f cares? Oh. Because it's it, there's it is a team we're we're working together, and I know one thing. Um, I've coached stuff a long time. I haven't seen 
um, people do what our guys do. Okay, there's so much good there. Number one, who the F cares? That is so great. He's a total millennial. Be who the F cares. And then he goes on to say, I've coached stuff for a long time. I'm here too, okay? <laughs> Do you think he instituted or he substituted stuff there for the other S word? Probably. You think so? Yeah. So he goes from who the F cares to I've coached bleep for a long time. And I've never seen guys do what our guys do. It's because the other S word, speed, kills. It is a team. Who the F cares? Will you please mark that for a Hall of Flame induction? Be who the F cares. The same guy who recently was distracted by a white pair, a crisp white pair of sneakers at a press conference and had to stop to acknowledge and admire them in the middle of a press conference. Mature guy. Very mature guy. I've been coaching stuff for a long time. It's the technical term for football stuff. Credence to that. It's after Jay loves Mike McDaniel. Who would be your favorite? Mike McDaniel, Dan Campbell, or Mike Tomlin stuck on a desert island? Gosh, that's so hard. Just remember, Campbell might bite your kneecaps. Campbell's good. In order to get to the last water bottle, he might bite your kneecaps. (laughs) With that in mind, I'll go with Dan Campbell. I don't want to get attacked by Dan Campbell. You just said I'll go with Dan Campbell. Yeah. I don't want to get attacked with... I don't want to bite my kneecaps, so I'll choose him. To be stranded on a desert island with you? I thought the question was, if you're going to be stranded on a desert island with one coach, who would it be? I thought you meant who would I would like the most. Oh. All right. Show just went completely off the rails. Also, congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces back-to-back WNBA titles. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 